We are glad to have you here and glad to be back on the air with you after a few weeks break. Yeah. All of the regular shows will be back on Monday. Uh, We do have Katie. She is on the line. And Katie had another question about a restaurant closure and where did the person go? Where's Waldo? We'll try to figure that out. Hi, Katie. How you doing? You're live on the air. Hello. Good morning. Uh, Welcome back. And I'm so happy there's live content from you this week. Oh, thanks. I know. We're excited to be here. What can we do for you? (laughs) Well, my question is about a restaurant that used to be in Richfield, um, Link 65. They always said that they were going to be opening a new location, and I'm wondering whatever happened to that or where that chef went. Sure, sure, sure. Well, that one is, uh, it's, it's Ben Rents is the guy who was the owner of that place. And he, uh, he and his partnership kind of opened a bunch of stuff, but he's one of the guys who's behind Petit Leon. And so he, uh, and he's also behind Little, Little Tijuana. And so I think they're kind of moving in different directions. I don't think Lynn 65, it may come back in a different form at some point. Um, but they're probably not, it's not on their, they're not working on it right now, as far as I know. And I think you can get some of that same gastropubby vibe at Little Tijuana. Yeah. All right. Well, I will go to the Petit Leon and Little Tijuana yeah. and check it out. Thank yeah. you and at so Petit, much. The, at Petit Leon, have the burger. It's pretty great. I mean, if you, because <laughs> I know Lynn 65 had a great burger too. Yeah. All right. I All appreciate right. it. Thank you. Thanks. Uh, I just said thanks. Thanks. You thanks. sure did. Thanks. Hi, Lynn. You are live on the air with us. We're going to take your call. You have a recipe recommendation. Um, well, actually, I'm hoping to get a recipe sure. okay. from you. <laughs> Love it. Um, <clears throat> I'm going to an afternoon get together where we're supposed to bring snacks or d'oeuvres or something like that. And I was just looking for um, maybe a creative simple or d'oeuvre or something to take to that. Okay. Oh, I got one. What you got? Uh, It is the puff pastry Ina Garten pinwheel. So what you do is you roll out a sheet of puff pastry. Then you slather pesto on it. Little bit of goat cheese. You can use mozzarella if you're not a goat cheese person. And you roll it up the long way. So you've got a log now, right? And you cut Mm -hmm. the slices about a half inch thick. And you bake them in either a muffin pan or on a sheet tray. And you get these little pinwheels that are warm and bready and have pesto and cheese in them. And they're delicious and easy. Sounds great. What do I bake it at? Uh, whatever the puff pastry is. I think it's three seventy-five. And okay. um, there is a recipe for this on Ina Garten's website. It's just they're called pesto pinwheels, I think. Yeah. And I would say, I would say that also, uh, I know a lot of people do, you know, maybe like a caprese kind of a thing. I just want to say like, people are like into making these tiny bites of caprese's. And I just think putting a giant plate full of beautiful tomatoes, fresh torn basil and ripped fresh mozzarella and just 
hit it all with, you know, like a really fruity olive oil, salt and pepper. That's it. And then put that there. I <laughs> like, like it. People can pick at it or they can make their own or they can have a plate of it. But like that to me is one of those great, easy to do. We've kind of gotten to the place where like you don't have to put them on a toothpick. Yeah. Just let it go. You could do the same thing with watermelon, basil. Yeah, I'm over the watermelon salad. I just things. made a delicious watermelon salad yeah. with cucumbers and I thought I was over it. I wasn't. I ate the whole thing the in whole one thing. sitting. Yeah, I hear you. Also, <laughs> okay, cucumbers. Yeah. Easter the caprese with like crusty bread. Yeah, I would do that too. But I mean, I just, for me, I just like let it, you know, you could do like little crostini next to it or around the edges of it. But I just okay. literally, the salad by itself is pretty delicious to just pick it up with your fingers. <laughs> Great. Thank you so much. You bet. You bet. There you go. All right. Well, that was fun. I always love I know. when we do that because you and I come up with completely different totally things. Totally different that's vibes. Like, and we. I mean, we don't talk about this. We the don't funny like thing, you guys. We have never, and we've never thrown a party like no. together. <laughs> and I think that we should do that. I think that we sometime. need to. Yeah. All right. Jeez. That's a good idea for a television show. Yeah. Okay. <laughs> I might be, okay, that may I might be, be planning some might of those television of shows. I don't know. Well, nobody knows. Uh, all right. We are going to go ahead and do our top two in our <laughs> I two. Think you're going to take a break. <laughs> No, we're going to talk to it. Presents top two, top two, the top two. Pick your best two in our two. All right, give me two. Okay. Funny, I'm just looking at the grid of what Stephanie has on her top two, and what's on there? A tea house? No. Oh, pesto. Pesto. I know. So much pesto. Making pesto. So I'm just going to start with that. So the pesto situation is the fact that I am now obsessed with using pistachio nuts. For my pesto. Oh, they're great. And but they're I mean, way like, cheaper than pine nuts. Oh, I know. And I've done walnuts and I've done other things, but I don't think I've really gotten into the pistachio part of this. It. And that is my new jam for love all it. my pestos. And I am literally just taking everything that's in the pots and the in and just throwing it all in and making go of it. Yep. You know? But uh Steph Meyer brought a jalapeno arugula pesto to my house, and I was like, What? Yep. It was spectacular. And that's another thing where I was thinking, I don't Think about putting other things in there that are like the little bit of acid to it. You know what I mean? Like the jalapeno, the peppery part of it. Yeah. So I great. Always put lemon a little bit. Do yeah. you put, like, do you store it then or do you just put it in a jar? Do you put it in ice cube trays and freeze it? Yeah, I don't freeze it. I usually make enough to eat it at the moment. Yeah. Like I'm having it on the thing that I'm making. Got it. And so, but yeah, I just sort of. I'm just sort of obsessed now. So I'm like, and it's not like this is new, right? How about a roasted red pepper? Pesto? Oh, see, and this Have is the problem. That? I'm not. Roasted red peppers are really dicey for me. Like, I like oh. to eat them plain, uh-huh. but I don't want them in things. And I don't I want them. Yep. Like the piri piri sauce, which is we were just talking about, yes. is like, that's the thing that they do really well that I enjoy. But most of the time, I don't want to encounter a red pepper in anything. <laughs> you guys, that is my encounter. Achilles heel is the green pepper. Like, I can't I know, stand you don't it. like green pepper. And it makes me like, I'll eat it. And someone made me a stuffed green pepper once, and it was delicious, but I was like, I, it's, I'm also I hating it. Line. I'm also hating it. <laughs> okay, Tea House on University, just do your second okay, since I'll you already did it. One. That place is amazing. Listen, let's all get back to Tea House. Oh, and it's so I, good. We did a, I'm not gonna, I'm gonna let you know that we have a, a wonderful Asian food scene story coming in August. Oh, I'm August. so glad. And we ended up at Tea House to so do a good. photo shoot. And I'm not kidding you guys, the pork scallion buns, I want you all to go get these so pork good. scallion buns. Yes. And they are like crispy on the bottom and they have scallions on top and I can't stop thinking about them. Like I can't, I was at the office and I was like, maybe I'll just go get some pork, pork scallion buns on the way home. So good. I Soup dumplings, everything there. And they are so wonderful. So I'm just going to advocate again. 
If you have to go, if you haven't been there in a while, the Tea House on University is my favorite. It's great. Okay. okay. Have you heard of Me Crop Crackers? Yes. Okay. These are from Trader Joe's. They're a Thai, Thai. cracker snack that I'm somewhat obsessed with. Okay. I just eat them on, on a Friday. <laughs> <laughs> you take these Thai rice noodle crackers and you crumble them up. Oh. And you can just eat them right out of the bag, too. But M-E-E-K-R-O-B snackers. They're at Trader Joe's. I'll put a picture of them online. They're fantastic. Okay. Okay. Also. Also, we have one minute. Sweet Science Cookies and Cream. Yeah. I had an opportunity to talk with her this week. And, you know, they make their own cookies. So they make their own cream. Yes. They churn their own yolks. They temper. Like, they literally craft every single thing that goes in a pint of ice cream there. It's real good. I'm a fan. Ashley Olds, by the way, did you see what somebody said? She is the Taylor Swift of the ice cream world. Oh, that's hilarious. <laughs> I was like calling her a ginger. She's got beautiful red she hair. She basically looks like Taylor she Swift. She is the Taylor Swift of the ice cream and she's world. Amazing. And she's that nice, too. She is. And yeah. Oh, that is hilarious. I know. I'm going to text her that. So I think we love her. They have a uh, pint shop in Edina. They're also at all the co-ops. The berry crumble is also delicious. I just, like, I watched them make this ice cream and crafting ice cream with, like, Literally no machines. Yeah. It's pretty amazing. I need to go get that black sesame ice cream. Oh, real good. Okay, I'm going to go. It's a seasonal flavor, so check on when they have it. Oh, but it maybe is it's really only good. in October because it's like a black ice cream, maybe. Yeah, it Sometimes is. Sometimes people do that. Yeah. They, because she, they're like, if Bleh. you go on her website, it's a periodic table, and if you click on it, yeah. it'll tell you when exactly they have it, and right. yeah, it's delicious. Amen. All right, we have a guest coming in studio, which is always fun. If, if, if we, we hope. hope she's coming in studio, if she doesn't, it's because we didn't tell the security guard she was coming and they've trapped I, her. At we don't the door. have any texts yet. So. Um, but one of the either she'll be here or we'll just talk about other things that we cooked this week, <laughs> <laughs> which will be fun. I swear <laughs> you're listening to the weekly dish. Hey, you it's me. I'm the problem. It's me. We haven't we, we haven't like really talked since the whole Taylor Swift absolute economic infusion into our city the swiftization swiftiapolis oh i mean every mom i knew and every teenage girl and they all had the best time not one person has said a bad thing and i wouldn't either because i'm i'm a little later swifty like i'm ever more in folklore are my like bony bear sad sad jams those are mine I'm sorry, I'm trying to find out where Gina is. I know. She might not be here yet. That's fine. She could be sitting in her car listening. Who knows? Anyway, uh, so congratulations to Taylor Swift. She did come out with her latest redone record yesterday. I did watch Brittany um, Arneson do a little dancing with her little kid, which was super cute. Tina, um, Tina, Taylor, Taylor Taylor Swift. Can we just talk about that for one second? Sure, sure. What an incredible role model, businesswoman, performer quite i mean just control of the narrative control of her image probably reasonably decent person or we would know it by now yeah just like that as a mom of kids like that is the kind of person or the kind of thing that you just get so inspired by i'm telling you it's pretty amazing in any case we talked a little bit in the first hour about the bear And I'm going to post on my Facebook page something that happened that is so cool. When you watch the bear, there are pictures of various cookbooks in his house. And somebody who I follow on Substack, and you can follow me too if you want to. I have a newsletter there. Um, 
Substack, Stephanie Hansen, and you can find it on my Instagram page too. But it's a newsletter, and this cookbook newsletter that I follow basically went through those whole episodes, and they identified all of the cookbooks that were in the season one and season two and and laid them out for you. And it was so cool because we're big cookbook people here. Obviously, we do the cookbook swap, and we'll be doing it again, incidentally. It's going to be coming up in October. We don't have the date exactly nailed down yet, but we will nail it down, and you can follow us on our Weekly Dish Facebook page to get those details when they become available. But they listed all of the cookbooks that were on the shelf in Carmi's house, in Carmi's kitchen, and they have all of the different cookbooks. And like cookbooks that I've had that are on my shelf that I would never get rid of, like one of them is called Frida's Feasts, which is a Frida Kahlo cookbook, which I thought was kind of obscure. Yeah. Was one of the cookbooks that was in his apartment. Yeah, no, I think that was like so peeping like you know just yes. like there's like and that's I'm just going to say the layers that were employed in making this whole thing having these moments to sort of teach you what is going on is kind of amazing I went ahead and that's us okay <laughs> one of them what we did was we put all of the um he put all these cookbooks online so I'm going to give you a link to that okay he's a great follow too if you like cookbooks like he does reviews and so I'll put a link up for that. It's okay. just really fun to see all of the cookbooks. Because I know, like, when I would come to your house, like, he had some of your Ruleman ratio yes, cookbooks. totally. Obviously, the joy of cooking. He had some unique ones. I know. I was actually looking at some of the cookbooks that I have around my kitchen, you know, in that they, and, like, just looking at the things that I haven't touched, you know, I haven't looked through in a long time. A couple of my Nigel Slaters that are just sort of sitting there, and I thought, I need to sort of, like, go back, you know, and just like page through and like pick a page and do a thing. And I just, it's not that I'm not inspired or whatever, but it's just like, I just have to respect the fact that I have these books and these, I got to use them. I just did this at the cabin because I have like some of my special ones there. And there is a cookbook called Garden Country Cooking by a man named John Michael Lerma, who has since passed. Yes. And his book is really like farm to table family recipes, kind of the way that I wanted my book to feel. Yeah. So when I was at the cabin last weekend, I went through the whole book. He was the pie guy. God, I was just going to say, how many years ago was that? Yeah, he would be on our show. He'd be on Twin Cities Live. Yeah. He'd be at the state fair. He was He was a gem, that one. It, was, made, me, it made me smile because I thought, God forbid something happens to me. Right. Like someone will sit with maybe my cookbook right. years down the road. Years down the road. And like reflect upon who I was and think about me. So I just had a moment with him and his cookbook. That's really good. Yeah, it was sweet. That's very sweet. Yeah, I don't know. And I know we are going to do the cookbook swap again. Yeah, I just mentioned that. Did you? Okay, that I missed we'll that have part. it in October. Yep. We're going to get our na- date nailed down. It will be for sure at Malcolm Yards. I uh, I have, uh, I would tell you that just obviously going through my mom's house, you know, of things, there's not, my mom was not about the cookbooks. Like, there are books that I gave her. Your cookbook is in her house. Oh, so. <laughs> yay, you have another copy. I have another copy. It'll probably end up at the swap. It will end up in the swap. We will raffle that off. But... You know, that's the thing. It's like she, there was like, there's one cookbook that I used to cook out of when I lived at her house when I was a teenager, the Minnesota Heritage Cookbook. Do you remember? I grabbed a copy last year at Swap. Okay, I want that one. Yeah, I know. So now I have two again because now I have hers. So I yeah. can give you the, the one that I got. But I was thinking about it and we talked a lot about, you know, like the cookbook thing. She just was like, she would, she'd take them from me or she'd be interested in it. And then that was it. Well, and some people just read them. Yeah. Like books. For sure. And you get ideas. And right. I, the Magnus, Magnus Nilsson. Yeah. 
the um, cookbook of the Nordic cooking. Yeah. The chef that went to Copenhagen to learn about pastry. That was like oh, in the on bear? his shelf in the bear in the end. And I have that cookbook. Yeah. And I don't know that I will ever cook out of it, I but it either. is beautiful to kind of review it and to look at it. Right. Same with the new scenic 61. Like that cookbook is so hard. Oh, is it? Yeah, like I just could never cook any of the food in there, but I love looking at it because the pictures are so beautiful. Oh, I don't know if I have that one from again. Scott Graydon. Yeah, it, uh, yeah, the pictures of Duluth and the water and oh. just the terroir up there are amazing. Perfect. Perfect. All right. Okay. Lots of cookbooks. Lots of cookbooks. I think uh, we have found Gina Carver. We have she, Gina uh, Carver. <laughs> Gina I Holman. always call you Gina every, Carver every time. Oh. Truly the best. Every time. All right. Start saying, Hi, I'm Gina Carver. Gina Carver. Gina Carver. All right. So we're going to talk with uh, Gina, not Gina Carver, when we come back on the weekly dish. We, we still have a few, a few more minutes. minutes. All right. Like- what the heck? <laughs> if you really want to know what happened during that, Steph went down. <laughs> Stephanie found her. She comes in. She's got a bag. Yeah. She's got her radio on because she's listening. It goes <laughs> on. Like the whole 20 minute monologue I did about cookbooks. Yeah. Well, was done while you. all these things are filler. going on in the background. There's Super filler. hilarious. I know. But good filler. Like cookbooks are good filler. Super good filler. Um, also, the uh, I was looking at, um, I'm doing a cookbook signing in Park Rapids tomorrow. Are you really? Yes, I'm driving up to a place called Wolf Ridge Books with Kurt, who won the Minnesota Book Award with Ellie for the Barons, and yep. they won another award over the weekend, some very large LGBTQ oh. book for general fiction and also debut novel they oh, won right so i think they won like a thousand dollars kurt was so excited enter there do they have to like enter for these things or does it just like the publishers do it or how does that work they uh get no you enter you okay uh, yeah i think you enter i think that one he might have been selected okay like but i like do Minnesota people nominate you? you enter okay your publisher enters and you pay a fee and okay because i entered and i did not win um, Beth Hurley did though, and for her Will Steger co-written book, it's okay. Yeah, great article by the way in Minneapolis St. Paul Magazine in the hundred things Beth. to do this summer about yeah. Beth Dooley. Yeah, um, written by one? Dara Moskowitz. It was a wonderful profile of Beth Dooley. Who is things that you did not know about Beth? No, and that was the thing that we kept coming. And I, because as I was editing that, I was like, this is, this is stuff I don't know about Beth. I've known Beth for. I mean, I don't even know, like 15 years, yeah, 20 years. Yeah, it makes years? me want to have her on the air again in the yeah. fall. Because she used to come on and do like a farmer's market roundup Remember for that? us. Yeah. Oh, my God. All right. So check that out. When we come back, we really will have Gina Holman from J. Carver Distilling. Well not done. Gina Carver, but we might call her Gina Carver anyway. Right. We'll be right back. All right. Gina Holman, our friend from J. Carver Distilling. Gina Carver is here. Gina Carver. You guys are celebrating. We were talking about you have a runestone straight rye whiskey that is aged seven years. Which is insane. For a Minnesota brand. Yeah, because how long ago did we get to have craft cocktails and craft distilling? It's been, think of it, Steph, right? I know. Ten ten years. years. So we've been on the air. What are we at? Fifteen years. So it was a huge revolution while we've been on the air that we have this whole scene of craft cocktails. Yeah craft breweries now we're a developing thc situation that's a pretty fantastic um economic driver for minnesota well and think about it's kind of the seven-year itch right if you can make it through seven years i think like we made it yeah and that just listening to the earlier portion of your show it it's the industry it's putting your heart and soul out there it's it's creating something that is so special because as we've said in the past it takes time 
Yeah. There, there's no rushing this. And even when you're talking about the bear and the and the episode of showing them build the, the restaurant, restaurant out, yeah. same thing. We built the distillery. Ten years ago, this season, we were painting walls and putting down new flooring and putting in, you know, uh, what was the flammable waste trap and putting in our drain tile. I mean, it's it's all of that which came from our heart and now being able to see distilling this from grain to glass, local farmers yeah, doing it right here in Waconia and then just staring at barrels and saying, I love you. And I, I <laughs> hope you're going to be straight lovely. rye whiskey, age seven years. And if you think about that from an economic perspective too, like you have to put money out there to buy the grain, to build the distillery, to put this in the bottle. And then you like barrel it and you wait and you wait and you wait and you wait and you can't sell that while you're waiting. So it's super just interesting that all of a sudden some of these things are coming of age and you're able to buy them in your liquor stores. I was at um, Lens and Byerly's liquor store yesterday. They have a huge Jay Carver selection. And that's that's what we're so grateful for. And I'm I'm ins- insanely grateful for my business partners, because when we started Jay Carver, there was always the vision of waiting and it, there was always the vision of the long-term aging process. And then over the course of the last, think of it, you know, nine years of distilling, 10 years of the, of the building, all of those incredible retail and restaurant partners that walked alongside us and believed yeah. in us and, mm-hmm. and believed in our vision and what our intention was. And then the impact, like you said, that it was going to have on Minnesota for us to be an anchor distillery and really focusing on local farmers, local inputs and and just putting our best foot forward. So if someone is a whiskey drinker, let's just say. <laughs> someone can, we know. You can have whiskey <laughs> lots of ways. there might be a There might be three in this There's room. There might be. When you go into a bar, not your distillery, because obviously when you go into your distillery, you've got all your products. Yes. If they want to support your company yes. and they go into a bar and they're going to order, what do you order? Like an old fashioned, let's say. Yes. What whiskey should they call out of yours if they want to support your Minnesota brand in a restaurant or a bar setting? Great question complicated answer because we have so many restaurant partners that really enjoy a particular whiskey based on whatever cocktail might be printed on that menu and so i think that's more the case there and so we and that's what i love is that we have a broad portfolio of think of it you know two different bourbons now many because some are cask strength we have the seven year that came out now we have two different three different ryes we have these different barrel aged gin yep and then we have the barrel gin and so what i appreciate is when we have a local restaurant that will work with, and of course, shout out to the wine company because yeah. we can't do it without right. our amazing um, dis- distribution partner. And and so working and collaborating together with the team and the sales reps and whoever is the mixologist, who's the bar manager, and then they will say, I want to highlight Jay Carver's wheat whiskey. Okay, so a better way to answer this question might be to say, I support Jay Carver Distilling. Do you have a cocktail you'd recommend with one of their products? Yeah, I love that. That is like yeah. spot on A+. Plus. Okay. Yeah. And now what we appreciate is when we have a, a local restaurant that, or even a retailer, you walk into a retail shop, you know, I'm looking for some whiskey. And to have our amazing partner say, have you ever tried Jay Carver? That's huge. Okay. And so when... When it's printed, of course, it's lovely. When it's on the back bar, you have to call out 
for that yep. in particular. So let's talk a little bit about the whiskey game, though, in town and like how you guys have really, you know, kind of been. I mean, you're just like going through all different ways with it. It's not just like you saying, OK, we're going to do this and we're going to sit on it and not touch it until you've been making whiskeys and beautiful, whisk, you know, expressions of this grain and wheat and, and wood. And how do you feel like your consumer has, like, do you feel like you've brought people along? Yes. And, and do you that, think, like, the scene has come along? The scene has come along, and we've brought people along. We have so many incredible friends and fans of Jay Carver. And so we've really, and and side note, because then everybody asks, so when can we go to Jay Carver? Go on Saturdays, right? Make a reservation, and this is going to answer your question. We love doing all of these events at the distillery, so people experience Jay Carver, they see what we're doing. Bill had done a couple of events with the Rye, and we've, like in our library, we've had two-year runestone, four-year runestone, and now seven-year runestone cask strength, and so when they do the experience, yeah. they get to taste that vertical, right? And And really see, oh my goodness, this is what it was like at two years in a 30-gallon. Now this is what it's like in four years with a 53-gallon. And now here's this private barrel selection that I love because it really shows that there can be those private barrels. And we've talked about this before where it's like the perfect person that you love having a conversation with yeah, because they get it from the beginning, the middle and the end. Yes. And those private barrels just stand so solidly alone that you don't want to blend them with anything else. Right. You and don't. So, yeah, the, I would say the experience of that yeah. is what has been us educating people along the way. Those are some of my favorite events <laughs> because you really yeah. to taste something. You have to taste a range to understand like what you like, to see what the variations are, the differences are. Like, I don't think I could just taste, I could taste a whiskey and be like, oh, this is just a burn factory and not loving it. Yeah. But to taste the nuances, it's hard unless you have like a profile or you have well, you a have way to, to experience your, your it. Your brain has to know, yeah. like you have to train your brain. And I think that's what, you know, when we talk about as, as being a young whiskey scene, I mean, that's why when they released, you know, there's this like, we kind of think that, Minnesota whiskey has this weird sort of like spring flavor to me. Like it's a little bit woody. Mm -hmm. And yet that's really just because we're just still in the beginning phases yeah. of Minnesota whiskey. And so this expression for me, you know, seven years in the, in the wood is like giving it that time to mellow and find those notes that I'm familiar with from drinking other whiskeys yes. in other places. Though I'm going to say it still has a characteristic that I identify as our water, our wheat, our land. Our can you taste that? Yes, so I cool. feel like I can. I'm oh, yeah, the terroir. I feel like I it can. Is. And and to think that this is Minnesota rye, and yes. then you know, so yes. it's eighty six percent Minnesota rye. It's fourteen percent malted rye. So for those people that know the distilling world, rye is one of the trickiest yes. whiskeys to just produce. It just hard. gums up. It's it's funky. It, it's hard to work with. It's kind of like the Pinot Noir yeah. for for the <laughs> wine world, right? Yeah. I, I want to master something. I'm gonna make Pinot Noir and then you're like okay good luck to you yeah it's the same kind of thing though it is the terroir think of our our water and yes. our our ground I yes. mean we have such limestone and think of the glacial moves in all of our lakes I mean all of that has a huge effect on the fact that we're producing everything on site in Waconia you know mash grain water 
doing everything and then tucking it away and saying, go to sleep for seven years because we love you and can't wait till <laughs> tuck you in. Come by every once in a while yeah. and pet you. pet you. Let's just be honest. There's something about standing in your barrel room, too, oh, that is yeah. just... If you One guys of the highlights ha- like, of my career so yeah. far. If you guys haven't done that, like going out for a tour and like experiencing a tasting room and experiencing you guys making cocktails, but then also doing this tour to really get the knowledge, but standing in a room with sleeping whiskeys <laughs> is nuts. It is. Is the, that a real term? I don't know. I, just I don't know. I think, I, think I, just to, I just did. I just coined it. I just coined it. Right now, you heard Smith, it here. You it's you yours. Babies. You own it. And that, I mean, even think of the cocktail classes that I yeah. love teaching. Yeah. And a lot and of so it is more the education side of it. And so we, we had one um, in June and it was such a hit. We're doing another one the end of July. Okay. Um, so that's all on the website. Also, it's just <clears> that teaching component to just have it. If you don't know, then we'll just walk alongside of you and let yeah. you taste some stuff and see what you like because you don't have to love it all. No, no. And that's kind of like, you know, I don't know. I feel like there's something about people who say like, what should I, I need a, I need a signature cocktail. I need to find something like, and I just think, just start learning. Don't yeah. think like you're looking for a thing. Right. Just start learning and the thing will show up. Well, guess what the thing is that showed up for me this morning is your rhubarb Amaro with Runestone 7-year. Okay. And do like a little riff on a yes. Black Manhattan. So oh, two yeah. ounces Runestone, one ounce your rhubarb Amaro. Oh, I'm going to do that today. Like, and then so I want you to like hit it with a little bit of local bitters, maybe yeah. something with a a little bit of baking spice note and maybe a little orange just to brighten everything up. Oh, I have up. that. Okay, yeah, you can get cherry vanilla. There you I go. have orange. There you go. Cherry vanilla might be a little bit too too much, but okay. I would definitely hit it with I the orange. I have a orange. black strap bitters. That Blacks. might be too much. No, too okay. much. Yeah. So okay. then just just hit, keep be safe so that the root bar, so okay. the amaro can sing. Fruity. Then just just a little bit of the orange bitters. Okay. And then of course over a big huge Beach, Minnesota, Minnesota cube ice. Yes. Ice. Uh, yeah, I was gonna say as I was seeing your food and wine put up an article saying uh, saying you do indeed need one of those large ice cubes. Yes, like you the do. scientists said exactly how much water you should have in your drink, and it's one of those big ice. Cubes. I, I will think not. drinking whiskey is the number one reason for that big ice cube. Yeah, because you really can appreciate that the way that it melts differently. Yeah, slow dilution. In a cocktail. Right. It's mm-hmm. just it chills it. It's a slow dilution. And I it love lets everything. Sing. Yeah, like just like that slow sip. Yeah, it's my favorite. All right. Well, thank you, Gina, for being here. We I love you. We love grateful. your. We love the Jay Carver line. Seriously, it's so good. It's mm-hmm. and you guys are doing such great work for representing how to make the flavor of Minnesota be important. Well, I appreciate you too. I'm always. putting a link to your cocktail class up here too. Oh, that's fantastic. It's the Runestone Straight Rye Whiskey, age seven year. Yes, and the crazy yeah. thing is, it's like the biggest deal in town. So come yeah. on out, and we'll 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 love you up. It'll be a blast. <laughs> All right, we're going to take a quick break and we'll be right back. This is the Weekly Dish on My Talk 107.1. All right, everybody, welcome to the Weekly Dish. This is our last segment. We're kind of sad to leave you. I mean, it's been a weird week because the mid holiday midweek holidays are bizarre yeah and especially when like the station's like no one's live no and then here. you're live you're like oh mm-hmm. and harmony and Allie are here yeah they're here too so they're ready to give it up um i just have to say though like there's it's been a weird week because like the fourth happens in the middle of the week and you guys remember i don't need to tell you that i have conflicted feelings about the fourth and um because i talked about it last time but there's this thing of like you know, like you work or you don't work. Some people were working. Others yeah, were it's not. it's a weird week. They were like, I got calls from people like, hey, you want to go like meet for a drink? At, I'm like, I'm at the office, you know? <laughs> I was like, it's two o'clock. And they're like, well, I'm at the office. So 
you know, I get it. But um, there's still there's a lot of things happening still in town and a lot of things kind of going, you know, there's still stuff going on, even though I feel like everybody's out of town. Yeah, but they're not. I know they kind of are not. I cooked just like crazy. Did you really? Yes. Okay, you want to give us things? Do you want me to tell you things to do quickly or do you want to tell me what you cooked? I want to tell you one thing I cooked, two actually. Okay. Grilled cabbage. This is not shocking anyone. Okay. You do this. I mean, like, that's what I think about you when... Really? Yes. I feel like I was ready for grilled cabbage to start talking. Okay, because I made the best thing. What did you make? Grilled cabbage, so wedge. Okay. Mint. Yeah. Oh. Cilantro. Oh. Peanuts. Oh, okay. A Thai vinaigrette. Yeah, I'm in that. I'm in that with you. Oh. That's a good idea. And like I served it to my friends who all gave me the like, are you serving us grilled cabbage look? Yeah. And then they were like, what is this ambrosia? Yeah. I was like, I know you guys, it's crazy. Something about that combination is fantastic. So I made that. That's on my website. Okay. But also the three ingredient watermelon margarita. Okay. Okay. You just blend up a bunch of chunks of watermelon in a blender. Yeah. Then you add two ounces of Blanco tequila. Okay. And a tablespoon of lime juice. Yeah. done. 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 That's it. Yep. And think how healthy that is. Like that no used simple to be, syrup, no it, no agave the, nectar, even nothing. Just watermelon, tequila, and lime. They used to have that at Chino Latino called the Uncle Fo. Oh, and okay. that's what it was. It's so good. <laughs> yeah, I think there was like mint in there too, or something like that. Yeah, you could garnish, I suppose. Yeah. But that's on my website too. So that's I'm I've been obsessing with like just simple, fresh. I know. I did blueberry. Herby. I did a blueberry simple syrup. Because I wanted to put it with whiskey. And I haven't done yes. anything with it yet, but I threw ginger in it. I actually had ginger marinating in the blueberry syrup o- overnight in the fridge. Okay, that sounds good. Because I was um, thinking, what goes with blueberries other than mint? I didn't want to do just mint. That blueberry mint Sweet Haven tonic, or blueberry though, basil with her whiskey yeah, is fantastic. That's good. If you're looking for a good drink. I would do that. I don't want to. I got to remember the two ounces of whiskey, one ounces of my rhubarb. You can just listen to the show later. We are. There's a podcast. (laughs) You're right. (laughs) We tell the people that all the time. And they're like, what did you say? And we're like, just listen to the show later. There's a podcast. You're going to be fine. Subscribe. Um, Okay. Yeah. Subscribe. Uh, And follow us on threads. Weekly dish on then. Follow us on Twitter. I don't, you guys, here's the thing. Let's talk about the threads thing. Sure. Okay. Because like I. The fact that we can't pull it up on desktop makes it harder for the actual radio show because it's like, because I can't be out looking at my phone while I'm talking to you guys. Zuck's going to take care of that, Stephanie. I know. Get it He's on got the you. desktop. He's got you, friend. And then the other part of it is we have to figure out how to switch between accounts, between personal and... He's going to figure that out, too, because right now I'm like, I can't log out every single time I want to answer a thread tweet. Yeah, I know. Because I, I have six accounts on my phone. Yes, and she has 200 emails, you guys. <laughs> um, the thing is, though, I'm going to say this. I, I like it already a little bit better than than TweetDeck or Twitter. Uh, I have TweetDeck open right now, so I'm not giving it up necessarily. But I do know that they're about to put TweetDeck on the Twitter app behind a paywall, which I'm not going to give Elon any dollars. No dollars for Elon. So I think if Twitter gets rid of me, that's that's how it's going to go. Yeah, I gave Twitter some money. Yeah, I'm not doing because, it. Because uh, I listened to our friend, Tracy, who was like, if you get hacked, you need your accounts. If you don't play, they're not going to help you, blah, blah, blah. Well, Instagram, I would do that for because you have way more stuff that you do. You don't have, you're not a Twitter per Like, no, that's not your wheelhouse. It no. doesn't, you don't. And I'm starting to feel like your what brand. this is going to do yeah. is have you pick. Yeah. And I feel like I'm kind of ready for that. Yeah. No, I'm okay with that. Like, I'm ready for uh, just shift yeah all right so there you go 
Um, oh my gosh, it looks like Phil has seriously did all the research on Chef Mark from formerly Mark Bistro. Zero updates, cannot find him. Phil, you've been working this whole time for that. That's impressive, Phil. Thank you, Phil. As our researcher. But know. you know what that means? Maybe the guy just Maybe got out of the industry and decided to be a dad. Which, well done. Yep. Go. That happens too. Go, go, go. Um, okay, I'm just going to let you know, restaurant week next week, summer restaurant week. Fun. So exciting. Lots I'm of good be around. Maybe I know. We should go out. a little restaurant week-ish. Um, I'm just going to say I haven't really looked through many of the uh, menus yet. I'm going to put a post up on Monday about my picks for that because that's always a fun one. Um, but there are definitely summery things like charred cucumbers and whipped ricotta at uh, All Saints. I Actually, that's on their menu all the time. Okay, all Saints is fantastic. Love, love it. Just- that is an underlooked like restaurant that I don't think about all the time that when I go there, I'm like, Oh, this place is great. Uh, Burrow has like a, a falafel sandwich, which that sounds good to me. With the tar, kale, tzatziki, all the good things. Um, they've also got a little steak on there, which is kind of fun. Broder's uh, is in. The pasta bar menu looks amazing always to me. Like I can never decide if I want to go cacio e pepe, if I want to go linguine with pesto genovese, Yum. all the things. So just letting you know, restaurant week is next week. There's like 50 restaurants. Um, what else is, I wanted to make, I just clicked out my thing. Um, you know what? There is uh, a couple of night markets happening. Actually, one of them happened today, but there is happening today. Forgotten Star Brewing. Have you ever been up there? In yes. Ridley? Kurt and I actually have had some good times up yes, there. Yes. I think and they, we went during night market time last year. Okay. So they've got one tonight and it's live music. They've got local makers and it's vendors mm-hmm. and they've got the Saturday Dumpling Company guys up there. So. I mean, I love those cats. The Saturday Dumpling folks are a local company that makes dumplings. They have pop-ups around town. Peter and Linda. You order online, and then you pick up these just wonderful dumplings, and you cook them at home. They're so good. Um, let's talk about, the, do you ever want to go do Shakespeare in the Park, ever? They're doing much ado about nothing this year. I do, yeah. in theory. Oh, <laughs> <laughs> I love theater. Oh, my God. I like Shakespeare as an English major, but I feel like maybe yeah. I don't need to go do that. Sorry. Well, they're at the Lake of the Isles tonight. Um, so if you want to go and find them. theater always makes you feel better when but you it's, see theater. But it's like outside. I know. It's amazing. I'm going to have a, like, I want to do like a picnic situation where like you I love all your fun your summer thing. things you're doing. You went to the hewing last night. Well, that was just, that was an accident. <laughs> if you want to see some really swanky dresses and sand and young cute people, cute people dressed yeah. to the nines go to the hewing rooftop or sit in the lobby and judge them harshly in your mind as they walk by just because frankly why do we judge we jealous we're like why would you wear that oh that looks amazing those are the cutest shoes ever that's what i do when i was I gonna say let's not <laughs> let's not make this a blanket <laughs> statement please because i uh, this feels like you're by i know that's what i do i don't <laughs> I say mean, anything out loud it no. just goes in my head i love it um i want you to know that uh Leyline is opening excelsior have you been it looks fantastic. So I saw cute. it on Instagram so too. Cute. Another Danny Del Prado stunner. And Aaron Switz. I got to tell you, I had a Fregola, which is like a little, it's like a bigger form of couscous. You okay. know what I mean? Fregola and clams. And I have to say, I it was one of the best dishes I've had. And it's just one of those little like, you're going to eat a lot of Fregola when you're in Italy. Um, oh yeah, like clams. Israeli couscous. Yes, but okay. like it's just like a little bit weedier to me. It's yeah, got a little bit. That's what I call it. But why yeah. do I call it Israeli? Like I don't know. Fregola is yeah. maybe a, an Italian, Italian way of yep. saying it. Yep. I just thought it was delicious. There's a lot of good seafood on that menu. They I have sea seafood. bass. They've got some great salmon. The scallops were outstanding. 
So I'm kind of excited for that for them because it's also so if you think about the Danny Del Prado restaurants that have been running around, it's like a lot of, you know, Mexican flavors or they he's doing big. Yeah. And like all these things. This is really Main Street. This is really like there's a lobster roll. There's a burger. There's like but but elevated. But like looking forward to to it. So I'm excited by that. Um, Ida Graves Distillery is open up for tours in Alexandria if you guys are headed up to Detroit Lakes. That's all. Huh. Is that where they're based? Yeah. Okay. I did not know that. I thought they were in Chicago. Yeah. No. They have good gin. They do. All right. Quite lovely. All right, everybody. Have a good weekend. Ciao, Ciao, ciao.